The Biscuit is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Hey, everybody, it is Tim Miner, and I am really excited to introduce you to today's guest on the Biscuit CLT podcast, Jody Mace of Charlotte on the Cheap. You know, during COVID-19, I could count on three things every morning that no matter how bad it got, the sun was still going to rise, that I was going to be working from home, and that probably before I woke up, there would be a brand spanking new email in my inbox from Charlotte on the cheap, giving me ideas of things to do businesses to support and a daily reminder that while things were bad outside and that so many of us had a very uncertain future that Charlotte was still chugging along and that there were people that cared about it and wanted to support it. And, and I knew maybe there was a fourth thing that no matter how hard I worked that day, I would never outwork Jody Mace, who <laughs> I don't even know how you do it. So that's my preamble. Jody, the founder and creator in all things at Charlotte on the Cheap. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I appreciate you having me on the podcast today. Well, this is long overdue. Uh, you know, we've we've met at, at Creative Morning Charlotte. Uh, we had some early phone calls and uh, Zooms when the pandemic first started, but generally I'm an admirer from afar and just absolutely blown away, not only on the work product that you've put out and, and how far reaching your coverage is on a normal day, but during the pandemic, I feel like you've doubled down and, and told the stories of businesses and creatives and attractions and locations and causes across the Queen City that needed a champion. And I don't know if you've gotten adequate thanks for it, but you were that champion. So I, I want to give people a little sense of who you are, how you got started and in, in, in how you work. So tell us a little bit, are you, uh, how did you get to Charlotte? Well, uh, I graduated from school. I had a degree in computer science, actually. And I had a job with IBM as a computer uh, software developer. And I worked with them for like eight or nine years and left because I had a couple of babies and they kept me pretty busy. And then, you know, 2008, 2009, and a lot of um, the places that I wrote for, they were not hiring uh, freelancers as much anymore. And that's when I started Charlotte on the Cheap. So before we get into uh, Charlotte on the Cheap, I want to ask a few more questions just about what were your general impressions uh, as, a, as a professional woman in Charlotte raising a family here? What did you think about the Queen City? Well, you know, I moved here like in 1989 and I worked for IBM um, at the time. And, you know, I don't know if I just wasn't really like all that. Uh, kind of plugged into what was going on, but I didn't know a lot that was going on. Um, it didn't seem like a whole lot was happening uptown if you didn't work there. I remember it being pretty quiet on the weekends um, in uptown. It's not to say there wasn't other stuff going on, you know, but I don't think I was really plugged into things very much in those very, very early days. And then, you know, I had my kids and they were small and we just always trying to find stuff to do. And um, I didn't really 
feel like I really knew what was going on that much in those days. I, I th- yeah. You know, I, I was here then too. I moved to Charlotte in 88. Uh, you know, albeit I was, I was in high school, but yeah, I mean, those are the, those are the days of the city council talking about being able to fire a cannon down Tryon street and nobody would hear on the weekends. Right. And it just was, I think for people that, that live in Charlotte now or have moved here within the last say 15 years, it's difficult to express that, you know, in the eighties we were up and coming, but we're still a relatively small, very disconnected city uh meaning that you know at that point i remember in in the late 80s and early 90s driving to lake norman was like going to another state you know it's just the circle was a lot smaller so i i can relate to what you're, yeah. what you're talking about there so take us then forward into in in 2008 another kind of very uncertain time for charlotte and it sounds like for you as well where did the idea, what was the spark for Charlotte on the cheap? And, and what were those early days like? It really is something that grew out of necessity um, of mine and other people as well. Um, you know, um, I've been writing for magazines as a freelancer and that work was real, really drying up with a lot of magazines closed or they just weren't hiring a lot of, of writers. So I wasn't, you know, making as much money from that. My husband was laid off at that time for like five or six months. You know, I was just trying to think, well, like, what else can I do? Um, and I had a friend in Atlanta at the time that started a website called Atlanta on the Cheap, which is still going very strong, but not with the same person. And she kind of reached out to like a lot of writers just in the writing uh, community. And um, she said, hey, I started this this website, maybe you know, you'd want to start one in your city. And so I had never, you know, tried to to start a website or wrote any HTML. I knew absolutely nothing about starting a website. So I said, okay, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> sounds scary. So that's, a, that's exactly what I need to be doing, right? Well, it wasn't scary because I didn't have anything to lose, you know? Right. Um, I didn't really have to invest any money in it. And you know, the first life of Charlotte on the Chief, it wasn't, you know, a very professional uh, website, but, you know, things weren't as professional back then, to be honest. Like a lot of websites weren't weren't really all that well done. So I don't think it stood out too much, but I just kind of learned as I went along and I built it myself. I mean, my husband, because he was out of work. So I said, well, this is perfect. You can help me to make this website that neither of us know how to do. But we did that. And that's how it started. And just like I was hearing from so many people that, you know, they didn't really know how to spend their time. And I and I really just, just believe so strongly that uh, the community belongs to everybody. You know, you shouldn't have to have a lot of money to be able to get out there in the community and be involved and connect with people. And experience art, experience music. We should, it's something that we should all get to experience. And so it was just really a mission to let people know what was out there and just like help them to sort of connect with the community, really. That's beautiful because every, every community needs that invitation, right? And you're exactly right. We all, we all deserve that. 
Um, and that that makes a community come together, that galvanizes it, that exchanges perspectives, um, and it equalizes things. And, I, and that's that's a beautiful way to look at your mission. Did you have any sense of what you just described was really end user, right? That's the the people, the citizens realizing what was around them. But did you have a sense as you started of the importance of what you were doing for the businesses and the organizations that you were championing or that whose information you were sharing? Because really it was, it's important to both sides of that equation. At that point, I guess I had really started to enjoy a lot of live music here in Charlotte. You know, I knew that so much of that was so affordable and, but there were people that just were maybe intimidated, you know, like about going out and enjoying it. So I worked a lot with, music venues and small businesses and artists themselves, you know, just to get the word out. Like I would, if there was a show at the evening news, I know it's a band that I liked, I would reach out to them. I said, you know, and I would say, Hey, do you want to do something on my website? Like we give away a couple of tickets and a CD and I'll write about it, you know? And I did that all the time, you know, all the time. So I think it did sort of help. Uh, you know, the venues a little bit and the artists and the businesses as well. And yeah, that that was for sure like part of the mission that I had from the beginning. Uh, it's very expensive to advertise. And I was I was doing it for free. I was thinking about it in the in the in the sense of this year. But how, do you have any idea how many different articles you've written in the course of, of creating and managing Charlotte on the Cheap? Do you have any? It's a lot. It has been. Well, how about this year? Any sense of how many individual pieces of content? Because I am blown away on a daily basis on how much you write. It's it's for for many, that's just a hill that they're not going to climb. And you do it day in and day out. Well, you know, I don't know how many it is. I know that it's a few every day. And then some stuff is old and I republish it or whatever, or I update it. Um, But, you know, I kind of feel that the thing that gets probably that gets in the way of people writing a lot is that maybe they're concerned that it's, it has to be perfect, you know, and I'm not really a perfectionist. That's, that's not one of my qualities. I'm more like, get it out there. And if it's not perfect, then, you know, next time around, I'll make it better or I'll fix it up. I mean, I, if I'm a mistake in it, I'll fix it, you know? You can, you can, you can put your head on the pillow at night, knowing that, that uh, your capital is maybe not hitting, hitting the mark of perfection, but that you, you put something out into the world. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when I started writing this, I had already been writing a lot, you know, for magazines and different kind of things like essays and whatnot. And I felt that that was real writing. Like that was a, you know, really creative writing. And when I started Charlotte and Chief, I felt like, well, this isn't really creative. This this is just cranking it out. It's not creative. And then I sort of came to think later on, well, well, it is creative. It's just just like a different kind of creativity, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I'm creating an answer to a problem. Like, I don't consider what I do art, but I do think that, that it's creating something that's not there. Jody, I completely agree with that. So what tell us just so people can get a sense, because really you look at a newsletter or any kind of uh, created piece or website like Charlotte on the Cheap, and many people just think kind of it, you know, like uh, happened. 
right? It just appeared that the that the uh, newsletter fairies cobbled it together while we were all asleep. But that is absolutely not what happens. Tell us, take us through your day. What is what's your process of building Charlotte on the Cheap every day? So I would say the heart of the website is the calendar. So um, every day I'm uh, receiving submissions for different events. So I get them by email and I'm looking through them and seeing which ones I can add. Like, I don't really just go on what um, is submitted to me. Like I read other newsletters. I look at other websites locally. I always on social media, always on Facebook. And like, I've wanted to quit Facebook. I'm always like, oh, it's overwhelming. But then I'm like, no, I can't, you know? Because that's where I get so many ideas of things that are going on, you know, so, so many events. So basically, throughout the day, I am writing up these posts with different events. I'm putting them on the calendar. And um, I should mention that I have another website up in the triangle called Triangle the Chief. So I'm doing all the same stuff up there, too. So I have these two websites. I'm just constantly adding these posts and then sometimes on social media, I'm adding them on social media and posting them. Um, but then kind of the last thing I do every afternoon or every evening when I'm finally feel like I can stop is I schedule the email, which means I look at what's happening the very next day. And if there's an event that's happening the next day, well, maybe I wrote about it like a couple of weeks ago, but I needed to go on the newsletter you know, the next morning. So like I republish that, I republish a bunch of stuff that's happening the next day where that's just, you know, really relevant to right then. And then I go in and I, um, you know, figure out which things go in the newsletter. And, you know, my newsletter, it's not so much like a handcrafted, you know, newsletter, like I'm not writing an intro or anything. It's, it's really just like, here are all the articles that I want you to see tomorrow morning and I schedule it and then I go watch TV or something. <laughs> so that's, uh, uh, that's kind of how it goes for me most days. But I, you know what? The other thing is I try to get out, you know, out of the house and go to some of these places that I'm writing about, you know, like and meet the people that are doing it and get some pictures, maybe a little video to add to the website. So that's another part of it. You know, just like trying to get there in person. Um, so that I kind of understand it a little bit more, you know, sometimes I write about something and I'm like, well, I think I know what they're talking about, but you know, it's nice to get there in person, you know, to really understand what something's like. So let's take a moment to say, if you want Jody to help you, <laughs> Jody, how can, how can we help you help us if we want coverage or we want you to be knowledgeable about and, um, and supportive of creative activities in Charlotte. Just kind of the basic information. Like, tell me what happens at this event. Like, sometimes I get submissions and I'm like, I don't understand what that actually is. You know, like, keep it, you know, really simple. You know, you could put a list saying these are the things that happen, but just the basic things the day, the time, the place, the address, um, the image that you have rights to and that you can give me rights to. Like don't use someone else's image because I can't use that. And then um, really the most important thing though is say the link. Like send me a link to where you have the event, you know, whether it's your website or a Facebook page or Eventbrite, 
But if I don't have something to link to, I'm not going to include it because I don't want to be like you know, the end all whatever authority for it. You know, I want them to be able to click through to your website. So if something changes, you know, they can see. So, I mean, it's really that simple. Just, you know, if you give me all the information, um, I'll try to get it on. I can't get everything on that people send me, but I, I try to get a pretty good you know, number of um, events on. It helps if I understand what it is. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, listen, you you enabler you telling people that they can hit you with an event two or three days before. I uh, I, I share that I share that problem, and you know you want to help you want to help everybody, um, and and you're and you have a genuine passion and love for this city, and uh, and it shows. So to that end, I've got one final question for you. Well, actually two. So let's before I get to the to the last one, how do people find out more about you? So if they're listening to this podcast and uh, somehow have not yet subscribed or checked you out, how can they do that? Oh, you know, they should just go to charlotteonthecheap.com. You know, just like look around it, really just explore the website, you know, the calendar, there's a submission thing. So you, you know, you can sign up for the email. I do send it out every morning at 6 a.m. if nothing goes wrong. Well, and so that, yeah, that's absolutely true. That website is, uh, I'm not sure that robust is a big enough word, but uh, it's it's robust. All right, Jody, last question. So let's say you encounter someone who just rolled into Charlotte and they want to know what's going on here and get an insight into what the creative community is like here in the Queen City. You got 30 seconds. What would you tell them? Well, you know, I think that one of the great things about Charlotte is that people really work together. It is a very collaborative place. You Maybe right now isn't the best time to answer the question because there's not as, as many live events going on. But you know, I would go to one of these events like where you could see musicians working with artists you know, working with vendors, you know, selling stuff. I mean, there's just so many events where people are all working together to create something new. And that's what I really love about Charlotte is it's just a really, really, really collaborative place. Well, I'm with you on that. Collaboration is exactly how Matt and I uh, describe Charlotte, that this is a place where, where the creative community really believes that a rising tide lifts all ships and that you are not diminished by working together. You are enhanced. And, um, I'm flattered uh, that you spent this time with us. You are one of my creative heroes in Charlotte, and I, uh, I'm looking forward to to reading Charlotte on the Cheap and getting a sense of, of how much you love this city and how you want to help everyone uh, every day moving forward. So thank you very much for your time today. Anyway, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thanks to Jody Mace of Charlotte on the Cheap for speaking with us. Most importantly, thank you, the listener, for tuning into the Biscuit Podcast. That's all the time we have for today's episode of The Biscuit. Remember to subscribe to The Biscuit Podcast for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a rating and a review so that other creative Charlotteans can hear about us, or better yet, just tell them yourselves. Finally, get the scoop on Charlotte's creative scene delivered straight to your inbox every week by subscribing to The Biscuit email newsletter. 
Do that now at biscuitclt.com. The Biscuit CLT Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, produced by Tim Miner, Matt Olin, and Andy Go of Gojo Studios. Music by Harvey Cummings. 